0: You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, swipe West. I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving, doing whatever it is you do on Thanksgiving and celebrating, and that you're getting in the holiday spirit for whatever holiday that you celebrate. I know some are celebrating Hanukkah right now. I know for myself, for Thanksgiving, I went up to this area called Ojai, a couple hours north of where I am, with my friend Sam. Um, you know, we thought it was going to be this chill, spiritual, meditative place. That's what it's known for. Um, and we get up there and realized it was not that. Um, apparently Apparently over the years, a lot of, you know, wealthy LA people, because it's kind of close to the city and celebrities have traveled up north um, to check it out or buy estates there or farms, apparently like Channing Tatum has a farm there. turn into like a more expensive, like bougier area. Um, So, I mean, we still had a really great time. Like we chatted with all the locals, like everyone was so super friendly. We did like a wine tasting, like met a guy there and we did a wine flight. And then all of a sudden our our glasses just never seemed to be empty, even after our wine flight was done and our night escalated from there. Um, And we ended up going somewhere else and getting a shot and then went to a pub we turn around in this pub and, uh, Sam is like pointing out that Jason Siegel is like at the restaurant with us. And I, you know, I'm trying to like, look around and be like nonchalant and cute. And that obviously like did not happen after all those glasses of wine, but yeah, he was there with some friends. We did not say hi because did not want to bother him. And like, I don't know, like whenever I see like these famous people or celebrities or whoever out Like that with their friends. Like, I just don't want to bother them. Like, my perception is like, at the end of the day, we're all just people. Um, And like, I don't know if it was a different environment, like a networking event, like maybe I would be more prone. Or if he was like at the bar by himself, like maybe I would try to say something cool and probably come off really weird and awkward like I normally am. Um, But yeah, anyways, we just didn't say anything and ended up chatting with the bartenders and meeting this really interesting. 26 year old and i'm mentioning the age for the reason but yeah his name was jericho sky like what a name honestly like he's native american and is, the name is real and i'd swear he was like a mirage like he was just the most interesting person like so serious like so smart like i felt immature at age 30 like talking to him but like so super cool like interesting story like really outgoing like he and my friend were talking and I was like I can't even contribute to this like I just have nothing to a value to add so I just kind of sat there drinking my seltzers chatting with the bar back um so that was that story there and the trip actually ended with I mean the next day we went and got lunch at a brewery and I turn around and then I see a guy from I know from Philly there and it's funny because I only recognized him because he had just accepted my Facebook friend request from like several years ago, like a couple of weeks ago. So I was like stalking him and saw he was like dating a girl, or I assume he is. And he was there with the girl at this brewery. So I didn't, you know, say hi again. I don't know why I was so like weird and shy. I guess like something was in the air that weekend. But I like, yeah, I know this guy from Philly from like the warehouse scene. Like I had met him out a couple times and like, the first time that we met, I was like with him and his friends and one of, and one of my friends and we like went back to their like apartment and we were just hanging out until like wee hours of the night, like 7 a.m. And then my friend and I left and we got like trapped in the complex and had to like crawl under a fence to leave. And like it was crazy. And then I, the next time I saw him out like in Philly, like I told him and he was like, why didn't you just tell me to open the gate, like I'm a crazy person, which I guess I kind of was at that time. Um, But yeah, so that was kind of wild. Like it just goes to show like, be nice to everyone. Like you never know. Like I like literally across the country in this like random town of Ojai, like I run into this guy from Philly, but that's life for you, I guess. But yeah, I'm hoping to do an Ojai special one day because we met some really cool people at the live to eat cafe that worked there. And I, you know, I'm hoping to go out with them next time I'm there and left them my info to come on the show. So I really hope they hit me up. Otherwise, maybe I'll bring my equipment next time and we'll chat and then go to the 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 off-the-beaten-path bars that they were telling me about, but... Um, Anyways, diving into the episode, so I'm super excited for this week's episode where we will be traveling across the pond over to Italy, specifically Lake Como, um, which is somewhere I actually visited this past summer when I was in Italy. So I went to Rome, Lake Como, and then Positano on the Amalfi Coast, and I was visiting with my friend Maggie, but my friend Rhiannon, who's also the guest this week was living up in Como. And Rhiannon and I, we go way, way back. So we actually met when I studied abroad um, in Norwich in the UK, which is around two... Two hours outside of London and we know each other there because we played rugby together and we just hit it off, like got along really well. And then obviously have kept in touch um since then. It's been like around 10 years now, a little over 10 years, which is crazy. So um, you know, I went back to Nor to see everyone. I've visited Rhiannon in Oxford. We went to Spain together in Ibiza and had a great time. Um, and then yeah, when I saw she was in Como and I knew I was going to Italy, like obviously had to see her and como is absolutely beautiful like the lake is gorgeous i mean like george clooney has a house there if no one knew that um his vacation home definitely you get like a lot of tourists there um you know it's it's definitely like a, a a bougier place i would say like there's not like a ton of nightclubs there's a lot of like cocktail bars but there you know there's younger people as well, um, which was really interesting to see. And, you know, I got a taste of it being a tourist, but I obviously don't live there. And Rhiannon's been there for quite a bit now. And she's also lived in Sydney and then growing up in Australia and then and then growing up in the UK, has some perspectives on what it's like acclimating to Italian culture, you know, with some of the language barriers. And, um, you know, I mentioned age before, because there was definitely some some things that i had felt with age gaps and people commenting like on my age as a 30 year old and there was lots of early 20s aged men that we were meeting out um so just some things like that and you know some things we talk about today um that i just want to note um right now is like how young is too young you know aside from the law obviously i'll state the obvious but like if you're 30 and someone's 18 like is that too young Is 21 too young? Is 22? Is 25? Like, where is the where is that age gap? You know, I think I have some of my thoughts, which I get reflected through here. But those are definitely some things that, you know, I was thinking about and actually talked to people on, on their thoughts. Is like, you know, when you get to 30, is that then the point that it's acceptable or okay to date a 50 year old or someone 20 years older than you? Whereas when you're 20, like maybe that's not okay to date a 40 year old you know I I don't know that answer I think everyone has their own thoughts but definitely some things I thought about after but excited to dive in today with Rhiannon on all about things like Como. Rhiannon! (laughs) That's the way
1: to kick it off Ash oh my gosh it's so good to be in touch again how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you? I know it is so early for you right now.
1: Yeah, it's 7am, but that's okay because I'm actually used to running conferences through the night for Asia. So this just gets me out of bed a little earlier. I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with Ash.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. It's 7am for you. It is 10pm for me. So you're drinking coffee and I just finished some tequila about an hour ago. So
1: yeah our lives have changed our lives have changed since the the uni days hey well actually they haven't for you you're still out on tequila and I'm here drinking a coffee <laughs> brilliant
0: <laughs> no I I would actually argue because I think back when in Norwich I was on the Jaeger and frosty jack train so I would say tequila is a step up for me now
1: yeah, I think your drinking skills have always been a lot stronger than mine, and I think that was proven most recently in Como. Actually, no, Ash. I'm gonna just take this back to Ibiza. Like, you can drink. girl.
0: <laughs> no, I think we both were on around the same level. We just alternated days on that one. <laughs> I just could stay up really late.
1: Sometimes I forget actually the the journeys we've been on. They they have been experiences i think the best is you coming back from amnesia at like 7 a.m and just being like hey i'm home and i was like great okay this is what i've got to deal with
0: and then i was like all right i'm gonna take a two-hour nap and then we're going to zoo project brb shut the blinds
1: no honestly though that was such a good time such a good time
0: I know we've been like all over the place and you specifically have lived like permanent residencies all over the world, which is absolutely amazing and brave and crazy all at the same time.
1: Thanks Ash. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been an interesting, I would say eight years, eight years going from the UK, moving to Australia taking on a great role there and being sponsored to live there. And then coming back to the UK, deciding to set up my own company. And then in the midst of the pandemic last year, deciding to do like a a 180 and and moving to Italy. So uh, now a fully fledged resident here and really happy, really happy with quality of life decision to leave the UK. UK post-Brexit and just enjoying what the country has to offer to be honest. So yeah, you're right. Have have lived in many different countries and I feel like I'm settling. I'm settling with my lifestyle here.
0: That's amazing. And so you're currently up in Lake Como, Italy, which is in the northern part of Italy by Milan. Correct. And I feel, I'm proud of myself that I can describe that because I had zero idea where Lake Como was until you moved there. I'd never heard of it in my life.
1: <laughs> You're like, geographically, where am I staying when I come to visit Re On a lake. Great. Where is that? <laughs>
0: yeah. I was like, where is that in relation to Rome? <laughs> is that close? <laughs> How do I get there?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rome in general is just stunning. But just to kind of give you a bit of context, I mean, as you mentioned, Lake Como is in the north, and I would say it's about forty-five minutes from Milan. So you do have a lot of people locally that will commute down to Milan, probably by train, and back. So you're in the you're in this area where tourists come. To the lake a lot and that's from say switzerland germany you name it they'll come to the lake but the majority will come from milan or the majority will live here and work in milan but it's interesting you mentioned in the north because i feel very much like the uk i don't really want to go off on a tangent but i kind of want to set the scene here in the uk there's very much this like north south divide. And I don't want to generalize, and people may disagree, but you do, you get the southern that may be seen as a little bit more freddo, we say, colder in Italian, in their personality, whereas the northerners seem to be a lot friendlier. And you have differences in pay and you have differences in quality of life etc in the uk north and south and then there's an interesting distinction here in italy now i'm told that i don't know for myself but i'm told that some people view the southerners in italy as a lot warmer and a lot friendlier a lot more relaxed in their approach take a lot more dolce vita slower lifestyle down in the south and the north is seen as colder that's what I've been told in general but I don't know like I'm living here I think the people in the north are are warm so uh, I hope that's the scene for you Ash
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I I mean I've only been to Italy the one time and you know I stayed at my friend's apartment in Rome and we were in Positano and then I was up staying with you in Como but I I mean I was only there for two weeks so in all the various places so I feel like I can't really judge from like the time I was there but I didn't really notice like that much of a stark contrast between people Mm -hmm. um, that were Italian living there Mm -hmm. but I definitely didn't feel like in the north anyone was very cold um, to us, but at the same time, I was also with you meeting people, yeah, that you knew and like your friends and you know things like that. So I don't know if maybe that was part of it, but I, I mean, I obviously, as you know, enjoyed my time there. <laughs> I felt like we had a blast. So
1: <laughs> we did indeed. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I mean, I'm referring back to a past relationship, which I can go into more detail maybe later, but I, I remember. Him specifically saying, Oh, my mum has always said, like, women from the the South, just be conscious of the fact that they may be interested in money and they might not just be interested in you. And I was thinking, crikey, that wouldn't even cross my brain at all. But I think money is such an important part of Italy in terms of mafia, in terms of culture, in terms of standard of living. And I was thinking, no, surely not. But in in my opinion, I think, I mean, I've been down to the south. Everybody's lovely. But I wouldn't I wouldn't like split the country. But I think in general it's very much got that overarching view, similar to the UK, that there's that divide, the north and the south. And I understand Milan is a hub, an industry hub. So I get that there may be more money in the region. But I wouldn't say that should determine personalities and that distinction, but hey-ho.
0: Wait, so he was saying people in the or women in the South cared more about money than women in the North? In terms <laughs> of like-
1: dating. So a woman in the South, just to be conscious of them because they could be after your money. I mean, it's a very one-dimensional way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, and I've learned yeah. that now that they're may have been some tunnel vision there because I think there's a lot more to a relationship than money right and I think I'm the first to say hey look I'm definitely not after your money it's okay I run my own business (laughs) but I think in general for a woman to say that about other women and that's an older woman that's a, a difference in generation that makes me think I wonder if that's still seeping into dating in general in Italy. I don't know, but I would be interested to see if there's a pattern that divides dating in the country, that the North stays to the North and the South stays to the South. But I honestly don't know, but it isn't, it was an interesting comment that kind of did make me think, like, okay, noted. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's interesting, especially because Lake Como is such a wealthy area that you would think almost the opposite, um, at least as an outsider. Or I guess maybe not if people live there, have money that maybe they wouldn't be after your money is maybe his thinking.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So I don't want to speak too much for him. Really, but I know from past experience he mentioned, he really liked to to date northern European girls. So northern in the sense of Finnish, Danish, Swedish. And I found that really interesting. I thought that was brilliant because not only do you expand your understanding and sense of cultural differences, but you're you're setting a benchmark. I mean, like most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, you go for it, mate.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. I'm wondering, yeah, because I'm wondering to your point if maybe this is very specific to this person versus like most or all of, I I guess not all, but like majority of Northern men because it seems very specific of what this person maybe was looking for. I think so. Maybe. I think so too. Interesting. I mean I could see like where, you know, if you're in in the Como area, what you were saying before, like Switzerland's right there. I think you mentioned France, like maybe like some of those women, just because they're the borders right there, they're nearby. But um yeah, I guess <laughs> interest that's a in- interesting perspective. It is.
1: I think in general though, when I moved
0: here, I
1: had come out of a serious relationship that that suffered during the pandemic and so I felt like this is you know the right time to maybe try something new and move to a different country and and take on a new experience and I don't think I realized when I downloaded a dating app in Italy I don't think I realized I mean I didn't I didn't hold back I think I'd been here two days and like my match rate was just Okay, granted, I was on a bit of a, like, swipe happy mode, maybe, but my rate, my match rate was so high and the the conversation, like, it it really excited me, excited me in a way where I didn't feel potentially the conservative attitude that men have in the UK, where they may be a little bit more distant in their approach or disengaged, I think is possibly the better word to describe. I didn't feel like that That was a common trend here when I arrived. I felt like men were genuinely interested in asking me how I was. Was I free for an aperitivo or coffee? And they weren't backward in coming forward. You know, there was no chit-chat. It's very much, in my opinion, generalization. But here, I didn't suffer from a lack of dates to put it that way and it didn't take long that kind of like process in which a conversation turns into hey do you want to catch up for a drink seamless honestly I could probably say within three or four message exchanges it was like they have nothing to lose hey let's grab a drink easy easy breezy and I enjoyed that I enjoyed the attention I enjoyed the process and I think you can tell quite quickly a type of person based on the amount of messages that they're sending and if it's too intense, which there were, there were messages where it just felt like, you know, it was spiraling out of control. And so it's like, hey, no, actually, I might just park that and not respond, might come back to that, actually. But on the flip, I'm making a direct comparison here possibly both to sydney and the uk in terms of dating but i'd always feel that dates in the uk there had to be an activity involved it was like hey do you fancy going to mini golf or like hey do you fancy catching up and going bowling like very i mean times have changed but the the very simplistic approach here in italy like let's grab an aperitifo Great, I'm down for that. Whereas I just found in the UK it was heavy, heavy in the sense that an activity had to be an add on to the fact you were meeting, as if like you weren't good enough, so we need an activity. So, in case anything was to, to go wrong, there's a backup of an action. I don't know what you think of that, Ash, but that's generally where I've seen a difference.
0: Yeah, so I definitely want to unpack a few things that you just said. So I guess the first thing, the disengagement piece, where you're feeling like I'm um, translating that as people in the UK were just kind of like more so going through the motions whereas people in in Italy that you were meeting, again in the Como area most more so were actually seemed genuinely interested to take you out on dates. I guess like why do you think that is? And was that more so like Did you see a difference like through dating apps that they were more so disengaged and interested? Was it in person as well? Do you feel like, I know I think sometimes and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like sometimes there's all like a perception with British girls as being like, like the guys think that they need to like put on more of a show on like how to please them. And maybe they're just kind of like getting tired of like doing that all the time. And maybe that leads to the disengagement on their end whereas italians i don't know I, I can't speak as much for italian girls maybe there's not as much there i don't know that's just my guess but like what do you think about that
1: honestly the lake home is quite small and i think a new girl on the lake who may not be italian has something different to offer there's excitement there i mean the population is small here it really really is and i don't want to say everybody knows everybody but it's not a huge city. So I think there was excitement, buzz, the novelty of an English girl arriving on the lake is interesting. I also feel that I've learned a lot from living here as well. The pace of life is slower, but we live for today in Italy. So you enjoy today as today only, rather than planning or thinking of tomorrow. And Hence the reason why, you know, lunches take two or three hours. And so to is like it's very much enjoy the moment. And so I get the sense they've got nothing to lose. It's an approachable manner. And I didn't feel any disengagement at all, even on the date. It's very much like let's enjoy the drink and the food and the company. And I also didn't find anything stale. It was just easy and fluid. But if you asked a local Italian what do they think about dating here on the lake, I think they would tell you it's rigid and stiff. And also the market's concentrated. So they're not, you know, they're not matching with anybody new anymore. So I think it's a novelty at the time. I think London, Sydney, Oxfordshire, I get the sense that a lot of people are in their in their own zone in their own mind focused on their own insecurities but also I'm not so sure it's the less con- concentrated market I think it's more concentrated and so I think it could be overwhelming and I think it can also lead to fatigue people are like can't really be bothered like how do you I mean, this is, a, this is possibly a whole different topic of conversation, but how do you build that connection digitally? How do you? And I think that's, that's a major, major barrier to, to entry in, in any country, if I'm honest with you. For me, I'm very old-fashioned. I don't think you can remove that human touch point. And I wonder in the likes of London and in other cities, are we there? Are we at that point where it's like, well, what have you got that you can offer me that's going to get me engaged from the start? I mean, what most people within 45 seconds are engaged or disengaged. That's just from work. I'm just going to use that stat. But in general, as a consumer, I think you're either hooked or you're not within 45 seconds of a product. This is still a product. Like, you're you're window shopping, right? And so if you're not engaged, what are you going to add on? What's your selling point as an add-on? And it's like, oh, oh, I better add on the cinema or I better add on bowling or I better add on, like, you know, a three-course meal, da, da, da. No, no, I'm not down for that. Like, come as you are. Let's have a conversation, and I think that's what's, was really refreshing about about moving here.
0: Yeah, I was about to say while you were talking, I think you answered your own qu- your own question about why they're in putting on the show. But maybe it is part of it is that insecurity too. Like maybe they're putting on these shows on the opposite end to try and maybe even be showy of like, oh, here's what I can off- offer you, or like, here's me putting in effort. Like maybe that's what they think that they're doing um, to try to be different, but really they're just being the same, you know, because everyone else seems to be doing it. But I'm the same as you, like, I would much rather just get a drink and like chill and like get to know someone on that level than do an activity. I feel like that's actually my worst nightmare, to be honest with you. And I feel like it's almost harder, at least for a first date, maybe a second or third date, it would be different. But a first date, like, you're going to a movie, like I'm not talking to you during the movie. If we're doing an activity, I'm like stressed the whole time about like you watching me do the activity and probably judging me. So I feel like it's even more pressure for me personally, at least.
1: I agree with you. It's more pressure. What I'm alluding to here was when I was dating in the UK and we had the add-ons and the bolt-ons. I wonder if it was suppressing something else. and And now I'm not at that position in my life anymore where i need to be doing activities because there may be a gap in our communication or there isn't there isn't an element there where we have that connect so we're using an activity to mask that now i I'm, I'm not in that position anymore here and i think maybe when you were here as well you may have seen i'm not so sure but it'd be good to get your opinion when we were out at clubs or talking to guys they're very very open at chatting to you there's no i haven't felt ego is in the way or pride it's very open hey what's your name where are you from like where do you live what do you do and it's fluid and that's great
0: what do you think I feel like I have some perspective, <laughs> but also I think it's hard for me to give that perspective because a lot of guys I met in Como did not speak English or speak English very well. Um, so I don't know if you recall, I'd be going up to some of them and saying hi, and they looked at me like I was Medusa with like a thousand snakes on my head. Um, yeah, I think you're having some flashbacks. So I won't repeat. Some other <laughs> things, but um, So I think that was like another thing, because I know, we'll get in, we can get into this later, too. But I know you had to learn Italian when you moved there, because I know as well. I mean, part of that was on your, if you wanted to as well, too. But like, I could not imagine living there, not speaking Italian. But I mean, people definitely approached me. But once I found out i didn't speak Italian. I know that was an issue in some ways, but in other ways, yeah, they're like, "Oh, here, have whatever." For some people, it wasn't an issue, but also, my age was an issue for some other people because well, at least when we were in the club. It was a much younger crowd, and some, you know, some of them, did, um, the guys, did not care. But some guys, when I said I was thirty, had a heart attack and would like walk away. So that was interesting.
1: That is interesting, and I'm actually really glad you've mentioned that because that's a big topic of conversation for me anyway in Italy. Now, the reason I mentioned this is because age is a big thing here. What I mean by that is you are typically, and it's still very traditional, you typically date somebody your age, and and so you're you're always asked your age, always, and you're referred to your age by the year. So if somebody says annii," how many years do you have? I would say 1990 or I'd say 90. So you talk about yourself in the year you were born and you're judged. You're 100% judged. So I can totally allude to what you said there about those that were like, nope. You're too old, but it's true. They will date somebody their age, give or take, and that may only be give or take one or two years. And that's on both sides of the the coin, male or female. There is not, there's no divergence from that. It literally is. You will date somebody your age, and you're kind of put in a box. I'm totally against it. Totally. In my mind, I'm very much like if you've got a connection, you get on. And there's chemistry, but you may be four, five, six, seven years older or younger. Let's just try it. Like I'm down for that. Whereas here, it's that's still a very traditional model. Now, I will come to the flip, and the flip is exactly what you have experienced. There will be, and there is, a younger generation of guys that are out. I don't know if it's a fantasy, but they are out to date an older woman. They're out. They're down for it. They're out for it. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. They're down for that. And they totally put themselves in another box. And I'm not putting them in a box. They put themselves in another box. And that's a thing. That's actually a thing.
0: Okay, so two questions on that. One. Why why is this age thing a thing? And two is is are these this new generation of men, which I approve of also Mm. um Mm. is that causing any issues with like their parents or any maybe someone of another generation that didn't grow up that way?
1: To your first point, I think the traditions in Italian way of life, you know you went to school together you grew up together you, or your nonno or your nonna knows nonna knows that person that knows that person that knows your son's daughter and so that brings you together and so you keep that age gap limited ultimately that seems to still be a, a common way to meet people i should explain myself better actually that here in italy i've also been Um, exposed to a lot of introductions and that's a lovely you know not have you got have I got any friends that I could intro you to very much like I'd like to present you to I'd like you to present you to and so that opens up a whole nother world aside from the online dating or just hey I think you know you may get on with a friend it's very much like I'm going to expose you to all these people and then you have a catalog of who you want to socialize with and carry on meeting. That's phenomenal and that we don't have in the UK. Yeah okay we may have friend intros, we definitely don't have the amount of exposure of like oh I know this person that I'm going to intro you to etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Now that's where you keep that age differentiation gap really small not always. I have been asked on a number of occasions, oh, I've got a friend who's 45. Actually, I think he was 42. Do you want to be intro to him? Then I was a bit like, oh, oh not, not so sure. Not so sure. <laughs> that takes me into a whole other category. So I think just going back to the age issue, and it is an issue because I don't feel we should be carrying along that traditional path anymore i think it's still a tradition and i don't think we've broken that barrier those that are and this is typically men wanting to date an older woman those that are willing to do so as i mentioned i don't know if it's a fantasy i don't know if it's out of the box or it's one of those challenges That boosts ego. I don't know how much longevity is in that in terms of a you know a dating going to a relationship. I don't know what that looks like here, but I do know that it 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 is a thing and it it is common.
0: It's interesting to me too that it's a guy wanting to date an older woman and not an older man with a younger woman.
1: Oh good point, Ash. (laughs) Good point now. I can't I can't talk to that tune because I actually don't know. But if you were to to maybe go into Monaco, Monte Carlo, I think and I know we're we're talking about a completely different area now, but you you may see that. You may see an older man definitely dating a younger woman. But I would stipulate there's definitely money involved there. And so I'm I'm not sure it's based on chemistry connection, passion or intimacy. I don't know. Don't know. But I think you would be naive to think there wasn't some another motive (laughs) if I left you speechless.
0: (laughs) Well, my ego's a little bit hurt. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, it's just interesting because I feel like I mean I I think age is a barrier to an extent, like anywhere. Like I mean, there's definitely Times even here, you know someone that's like a lot older or a lot younger, like I might have the same reaction as you, where I'm like, eh, they're like twenty two like do I really want to get involved in that? They're like sixty five like I'm not getting involved in that, you know, but I think to culturally be confined in a box is like it's it's just even limiting your dating pool even further than it than it already is, especially in a small area like Homo I agree. Yeah. And I mean, there's like a variety of reasons where like, you know, like I might be hypothetical, like a matching with someone on a dating app that's like 25. And even like the age of 25, you know, you could have a very mature 25 year old or you might have like a very immature 25 year old. But at least like I have that option. Exactly. But it's almost like not having that there. So it's that's just it's just a very interesting um, concept to me.
1: But I also think that ego. Ego definitely plays a part in in online dating, in, in my opinion. I've definitely witnessed that in, in Sydney, specifically in New South Wales, actually, that it's, it's all about who you are, what you look like, what your job is. Very self-involved dating with a lot of insecurities, in my opinion. And then... On the flip, you've got the rat race of London. People trying to hold down a job, socialize, also date, but not really sure where they're going. So you've got that London bubble. And then in my opinion, you've got the total flip here. You've got those that are open to dating. And I can't talk about Milan, though. So it may be really similar in Milan, that actually it's comparative to, say, London. But on the lake given we are a tourist spot you have such a diverse range of people that are here on the weekends in the week business work or just on holiday that you really do spice it up like it's great there's there's variety and i'm with you don't limit your talent pool don't limit your talent pool i i used to and it and it doesn't get you anywhere if i think that Recently, I was in Croatia on holiday, and I met some lovely Italians, and they were 18. Okay, yes, given, I'm 31, okay, like, I'm not going to marry these guys. It's true, I'm just, I'm setting the scene, but super friendly, southern, southern, and friendly, open, confident, willing to communicate and chat. Now, if you're like that at 18, that's fantastic because I can guarantee that's pretty much not how it is in the UK. And I love exposing myself to, that sounds awful, (laughs) to these conversations, (laughs) exposing myself in the right way. But why not? Why limit yourself to a stuffy conversation with a thirty-one-year-old that's wrapped up in his too wrapped up in his work to consider you? When you have an eighteen-year-old that's willing to to listen, like why not have those conversations? It doesn't mean it needs to lead to anything serious. It's just opening up a potential friendship. And I used to be very narrow-minded and always used to think that. These sites were very much for like your next relationship, and they're not. They're about building your network, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, again, like age, like like I said before, like there's definitely different levels within an age. Like you could have someone your same age that acts one way, and someone who acts like you would expect a typical eighteen year old to act. But that doesn't mean like you can't have like a, a friendship with someone and not even romantic. So. I definitely hear you on that. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just pack- picturing you with these like 18 year olds, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> the heaps fun. They're heaps fun. Like when you get it, when you get on with somebody or group of people, why, why prohibit that from carrying on?
0: Yeah. Well, and I guess it's different in Europe because you can drink at 18. Yeah. Like you can't drink here. It's 21 here. So like. Like I can't imagine myself hanging out with an 18 year old just because of like, I can't go to a bar with an 18 year old. I know it's, it's different.
1: This is, this is interesting because I, it's really hard potentially for you to picture these guys in general, but they, we, we were in a supermarket and we caught each other's attention. As a group I was on my own and they were a group of Italians and I could hear them speaking Italian and I was thinking I'm in Croatia I'm here having a lovely time where I'm in this supermarket and we were laughing because we were watching a trolley of watermelons just like tumble and like the supermarket worker was trying to like pull back all these watermelons that were falling off and so we were just in hysterics anyway it turns out they're chefs They work at really good restaurants down in the south of Italy. And so they're hard workers. They're probably dealing with customers a lot of the time, and they know how to interact, right? And they caught my attention, very mature, down for a laugh. And so in my head, if you typically think of an 18-year-old in the UK, there is no way I would socialize with an 18-year-old. But the power you have here in Italy is that it's an inclusive culture. You you want to build your network because you want to carry that forward, that openness, that positivity forward in life. And so, hey, you know, if I'm down in near Sorrento and we fancy in April, let's catch up. And hey, if you're up here in Milan, let's catch up again. Like, this is harmless. And I think yes, we need to set boundaries, but let's carry on building connections because these dating platforms are are one element. They're not the sole element that's going to bind people going forward. And I think I used to get very lost in that thinking, this is my only means of meeting people. And now actually being more open to, hey, ciao, in the streets having conversations that may lead to something else why not why not and i know that takes confidence but i think the beauty of living here is the openness of that culture that willingness to meet to greet to open up communication whereas i've never been experienced or exposed to that excuse me in any other country like i have here i don't know about you ash
0: Yeah. So I think with that, it definitely has, has varied. I mean, the U S is massive and each city and state is completely different. And that's like the whole point of, of this podcast is, is that, so like you might get more openness in like, for me, in my opinion is I think Philly is a lot more open than like LA in general as a culture. Yeah. If I'm walking down the street in Philly. Will someone say hi to me? Probably not. If I'm walking down the street where I live in LA, someone might say hi to me. Do they mean it? Probably not. (laughs) But if I'm out like at a but if I'm out at like a bar and I'm meeting people, am I more likely to actually make a connection and see someone again in Philly? Yes. And is that going to happen to me in LA? No. So there's like a saying um, that floats around sometimes that people on the East Coast are are not nice, but they're kind. And people on the West Coast are nice but not kind. Okay. And I kind of pick up on that. So, like, for example, if you're in New York, someone might say, Shut up, ass. But if you're walking in a taxi's coming to about to hit you, that same person, they'll like save your life, type of thing. Okay. If you're out in LA, someone might say like, oh my God, I love your shirt and then turn around and be pull over Gina George and be like, that's the ugliest shirt I've ever seen.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%.
0: Now, and again, that, that's a, a very much a generalization. Like, I've obviously like have friends here and I would not have friends that in LA like that act like that. And I'm sure there's people on in New York or Philly or wherever else that have similar traits to what I just described in LA for sure. But that's like overall experience for me is like that's kind of in general what
1: i i would agree with you i think you've hit the nail on the head and you're at your definition there your personal definition is exactly what i have experienced when i have visited la it's the freddo character again like it's very much like one thing to your face but maybe something behind your back or just being seen to be engaging, but actually just not interested. And I think I have, I'm very much of the impression everywhere I've been, apart from LA, men in general will say it how it is in America. Like, you know, you're hot, you're beautiful, wow, you look great, or you know, I've I've always had that in America. I think that's an element that Needs to be that, needs we need that over in Europe. I don't think we have that the honesty, the transparency of, of calling a spade a spade. You know, if a guy looks great, tell him. If a girl looks great, tell them. Communication. Let's not kind of like suppress this. There's no need. I think the more open we are, the more the world would be a, a kinder place, right? There's no need for fakeness. Just don't say anything. But I I do feel that Americans can be honest. I've never dated an American, but just going out and being on the receiving end of compliments, it's nice. It's nice. I just, I think I would struggle living in LA with it being quite a competitive, materialistic's not the right word I'm looking for. But it's very aesthetic based, in my opinion, where you live, what you do, what your job is, what you look like, what are you doing to enhance that daily? Like, to me, that's a pressure I could not deal with. So me and my little bubble in Como, I'm quite happy being like (laughs) the the only English in the village. And like... (laughs) You do really well, Ash, because I—it's not something I could sustain. I don't think I'm resilient enough for the the LA world and looking my best all the time and being my best, and you know, not 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 really down for that.
0: I mean, I don't do either of those things. I, <laughs> I like—I'm only wearing some makeup on my face because I was out getting drinks with my friends before this. Um I'm normally in like sweatpants with unwashed hair like I look like awful <laughs>
1: yeah, but you don't that's why we're friends, but you don't this is the thing you you have to I've learned gosh i I hate to sound this because I don't want it to sound patronizing I hate to say this because I don't want it to sound patronizing but at thirty one I really don't give I don't give a fuck I'm sorry but I just don't I've got to the point now where this is me you don't like it that's okay I can't change that I can't like I can't take back all the years I can't take back the fact that I don't like wearing as much makeup anymore and I enjoy different things to what I used to when I was younger and I might not be the most exciting person in the world, and I might not be able to offer you all those activities that I mentioned earlier about the bolt-ons, but I'm just me, so that should be enough because it's enough for me. And I don't know what it's like for you dating in terms of going on date in America. but I think that communication and that conversation... That's got to be the staple, the core element, in my opinion. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think again it, it just depends on where you are and who you're dating. Because in LA, like you just said, it's very like aesthetic focused place and it's very surface level. Yeah. I and I haven't even gone on like that many days here either. Like I've been on a couple. But not a ton because you know I kind of get the same thing as you. Like you know I message maybe some people on the apps, they don't seem that engaged. And then if I do meet someone I think is that engaged, it fizzles out or they don't answer me or unmatch me anyway. Okay. I feel like I'm the people that I feel like I relate more to are um, visiting from out of town, so that's a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard here because of that. And I kind of like it was very difficult when I first moved here because it was such a change with like Instagram culture and like the focus on how you look. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like, I don't do like, yeah, I'm wearing makeup now, but I don't, I don't like do the contour and stuff, which like, it's fine for whoever does it. But when you're comparing like me next to someone like that, like who's the guy going to talk to 99% of the time, you know? So it was really hard to adjust to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that I have, like, I, I just don't care as much. Like I'm like, if that's what you want, then like, I'm not, you
1: exactly that but that's not your that's not your problem that's a wider problem it's interesting Um, I want to just quickly talk about two things I want to come back to recently I was having a conversation with another friend I met in Croatia and I visited him in Copenhagen and he was We weren't talking about social media, but we were talking about work, having work done, natural beauty versus work. Really interesting to understand a male's opinion on this. Like he was open in talking about this, but mentioning like, you know, I'm all for natural beauty. I feel there's major I can't remember word for word, but he said, girls are competing with other girls to get work done. Not because it's what guys they think guys want, but it's like, she's got more filler. I'm gonna get more filler. Like, I'm just sad that we're going down that route. I hope I'm generalizing this because I don't want to think that it's the next generation that will be doing that. I think there's like a gap Where it's affected a lot of women, maybe teetering on the edge of our age group. And I'm hoping the next generation aren't too focused on that and they're more focused on climate change. And I genuinely do mean that. But it seems to be an area where women are insecure. And I'm I'm so sad that social media has created that beast because. I know for me, I'm very, at the moment, anxious about social media and I'm very much off it. It doesn't benefit me in any way. It, it, it debits my, my life account. You know, as soon as I post, I know it's a debit. It's not a credit. I don't, I don't credit my life with anything. And so if you judge me based on my social media account and then you judge me based on my looks against somebody else, then yeah, that's not my problem. That That's yours. And I, I know how difficult that must be. But I feel that there's this silo or stigma around what LA is like. And I don't think it's ever changed. And I don't think it's ever going to change, which is a shame because it's such a beautiful part of the world. I'm just not sure it aligns with what the rest of, direction the rest of the world are going in
0: i mean I think there's probably definitely some people out there that are you know like competing or you know they're doing things because they you know like inject injectables or surgery because they feel like they they need to to meet a standard of beauty i think there's also some people that are doing it just because they want to or they think that you know for them like that it just makes them feel better so i think i think there's there's definitely different perspectives of like like I get Botox because I don't like, I don't like the wrinkles. So I do it just because it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? So like, I think there's differences in like why people might do things, but I, I I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I think also a part of the problem is how people are using social media and why, because like Instagram, like when that first came out, you know, like I used to post a photo of like, my Dunkin Donuts coffee, or like, here's my cat. Love it. But now it's, you know, it's just changed into like, here's me with Facetune. And like, I know, even like, there's been, I mean, it is. And like, I know, there's like reels now that people post, um, or TikToks or whatever. And it's like, even girls showing like, hey, here's social media, and how it's fake. And here's before and after of me editing my photos. And some of them are like, drastic and I'm kind of like if you're showing this and like why are you editing your photos like inject you know like I don't know like because you know I do some of the filter stuff like I won't lie like you know like I lighten my photo or whatever but I don't I don't even know how to use Facetune I didn't even know it existed until I was with an influencer last year and saw her using it and I was like what like (laughs) I'm just lazy to be honest so
1: (laughs) no you're not lazy you're raw. And I think unless somebody takes the time to understand you, it it is pointless. And so as great as, it, as these platforms are to build connections, that's not the human touch. And that's not going to be sustainable in the long run. It's just not. However, many times you use Facetune, like going into your 50s and if you're still using it, like, come on, girl, let's <laughs> men don't do it. So why women like we're competing uh... for, against ourselves for no reason because it's not it looks will will always fade i think the only thing that doesn't change on a body are the eyes so like come on stop i actually asked can i just come back to one element that i did want to cover off and that's the language barrier here in italy which we didn't cover now moving here and not speaking a word of italian super, super difficult. And given that my work is solely in English, trying to hold down a job and learn Italian, really difficult. Now, my ex-boyfriend, Italian ex-boyfriend only spoke to me in English. Even when I was learning Italian and speaking to him in Italian, he would only speak back to me in English. So I went to my Italian tutor and I said, I'm learning Italian because I've got an Italian boyfriend and, you know, it's really important in our relationship, etc., cetera, et cetera, I said, but I've got a problem. He only speaks back to me in English. And my tutor said, it's really common. It's really common that the other partner, the native speaking partner, won't speak to you in their language. I said, but I'm losing a fighting battle. I'm being told I'm too ignorant if I don't learn the language. But I'm learning the language, but he's not speaking back to me in Italian. So what am I supposed to do? It's the one element here where I would say I didn't speak the language. I couldn't live here at all. And even from a cultural perspective, I'm appreciated or respected more when I try to speak Italian if i go into a restaurant or a coffee shop and i and i speak english i'm deemed rude because i've not made an effort as soon as you make that effort here the the dynamic changes and so i've become cognizant of the fact that i really do need to make an effort to be included otherwise it's uh i think it would be really tricky
0: yeah I mean, I've heard similar things even with like France, you know, like other countries too so I mean that make that makes sense like i'm I feel like people have that sentiment in in many countries, like even in America perfect example you know so i I definitely could see that i i mean I couldn't i even struggle like with how many years I took Spanish. Growing up, like I can barely still speak a word of Spanish. So I can't even imagine like moving to a new country now, not knowing the language and trying to learn it and then let alone date and acclimate to the culture with, with that too. So
1: it's been a learning curve and it's one that I'm still definitely embracing. And I think I've got a lot to learn. I just, sorry, I have one other element I want to touch on really quickly. (laughs) and this is this is a problem for me and it's an element of the italian culture which hasn't changed and that's italian men still living at home into i don't want to put a number on it but definitely into their early 30s now that caused headaches in in my past relationship and not only that, it doesn't reassure me that a man can stand, an Italian man can stand on their own two feet if they're still living at home in that traditional model of Italy where the mother cooks, cleans, washes it, washes, and you go to work and back and you have everything done for you. You think I'm generalizing? I'm not. This is real. And for me, That's an area where I'm still trying to understand and get my head around whether an Italian man is right for me, because I'm not sure how to really deal with that.
0: Can you walk me through like why? And is there an exception to the rule of where someone would be like not living at home at at that point?
1: I think typically, yeah. to To your latter point, you wouldn't be living at home if you're at uni. So for instance, if you're at university in Turin and your family lives in Milan or or equally if you're at university in Monza or you take a job in a different area, okay, maybe you're sharing an apartment, but the likelihood of you having your own apartment as a male at my age and being Italian is slim. I don't want to generalize, say, those that are living in Milan because that's an industry, you know, a, that's a hub. But in for the rest of Lombardia, that's really, really common that you do still live at home. And the reason I have struggled understanding or coming to terms with that is because mum still rules the roost. Mum is boss. So, you know, home for dinner at this time. And it's mom, it's mum's rules. It's mum's rules. Until you meet your future wife, it's mum's rules. And once again, it's not my opinion. That is how it is. And so it's very difficult to sustain a relationship if one you're not introduced to mum. And two, if you're trying to build a future you know it's like well i don't want to to compete because behind every good man is a very strong woman so clearly you've been raised really well but i'm not going to compete with mum so <laughs> where does that leave you that kind of leaves you in this empty void of being like well i'm just going to be on the side until you decide this is is or isn't something and so typically where do you stay if i take myself As one example, foreigner living in Como, have my own apartment, right? But you still live at home with mum. Like ultimately, the only place where you can come is here. Because I can't come to your house if mum's there unless you've introduced me to mum and you're happy. And then even then, am I staying at yours or not? So it, it does put pressure, I think, on a relationship here.
0: So, yeah, I was going to ask, do most Italian women not live at home then? Is it just the men? No, this is, the, this
1: is interesting. And so I've had this conversation with my
0: ex-boyfriend
1: and it's the same for women. They still live at home. What? So where do you guys get it on? Yeah,
0: that's, what, that's where my head was going. And
1: that was a genuine question of mine. And... And the responses I have had are typically not a response I want, like in the car, in the bush. And it's like, well, great, because that's not a relationship, in my opinion.
0: That's like what someone would do in high school.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I think that's the, that's the major disconnect that we're finding here in this country, is that at what age... Can you start to build a relationship where you don't have to act like you're in high school anymore?
0: Yeah, because you're basically at that point living at home until you're married.
1: Exactly. So really you prevent yourself from building something solid because you confine yourself until you're in your 30s. To something you confine yourself and you and I think you limit yourself, but it's like this fear factor where they don't they just don't consider it, so it's it is the norm, and that doesn't sit right with me.
0: I mean, I guess you'll save a lot of money for your potential house together, but yeah, that's I can't imagine doing that. That's insane to me.
1: Yeah, you might save a lot of money, but you, you, I think you confine yourself. Because unless you've lived with somebody, you're setting yourself up for a big fail here. A big fail if if things don't work out. So that's one element here. I've really still not got my head around at all. And so I guess I'm still thinking out loud about dating Italian men and maybe venturing into Switzerland.
0: I mean, at least it's close by, yeah, it's
1: literally eleven minute drive, Ash, so it's not something I've done yet, like I'm off the apps i'm just not i'm an I'm an old school i don't know, I'm an old school data in the sense that I think these things should happen organically, and I just don't think the I just don't think the apps are for me, and I don't get buzz. I've had a couple of good relationships that have lasted over a couple of years on them, but I don't think there's longevity. And I'm not sure it's been based off the right connection with the right similar interests. And so I guess I'm very much in the mindset where I think, watch this space. If something's meant to be and we, we've met organically then let it be but i i don't think putting myself out there with my face tune on on the apps and showing myself to be something i'm not like my my pro my bio of i'm going to try and sell myself in 300 words on a dating app jesus if i if i've got to that point in my opinion i think i'm pretty screwed in life but that's just my opinion
0: Yeah. I mean, I've some friends that have had great success on the apps, but I'm in the same boat as you and I, I just haven't. So I'm also an old school dater. So I feel you on that. I have one more question. If you have time, I always have time for you. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So my final question is, in italian culture and i i and i guess again specifically to como just given that it is like a destination spot are you finding that a lot of people there are having flings with tourists are they sticking to relationships like what's kind of the vibe with that scenario
1: Mm, myself i'm not having flings with tourists i know it is a it is a thing on the lake because you've got such a diverse range of people as i mentioned coming from sweden finland denmark all over really germany france that having yeah flings is definitely a thing it's definitely a thing and i think that won't change because you you are in a really concentrated tourist destination and i think the population isn't isn't that large. And I did allude to the fact everyone does know everybody. So, and if you don't, you know somebody that is dating that person or has dated that person. And so it's it's a small world here. And I think really to expand and develop my understanding and cultural awareness of the area, I probably would be looking to go to other areas to meet new people. So, pushing the boundaries away from Como uh, and looking further afield, it may be traveling to Piedmont, Varese, Milano, or, or even to the other leg of the lake, which is Lecco, and trying to understand the culture better. I think I've been here 13 months, 14 months now. So, not a huge amount of time, but enough to understand about the traditions and the flings and dating older women and seeing the difference between what a relationship is and and what a fling is and the mentality of Italian men. It can be intense. It can be. But I like that. I like intense if it's the right way. You know, I I like that sympatica we say or sympatica which means the elements where somebody's really sympathetic and they care and it's like a constant nurturing I love that like I I wouldn't say no it's great a lot of attention all the time has never done me any harm and I've not had that in the, the UK so I think understanding all those elements but yeah to to answer your question sorry in a succinct answer you would be naive in, in not understanding that the lake, really in the summer, it, it's full of flings, it's just full of flings, and we kind of shut down in the winter, and I love it. It's like everybody leaves and everything returns to a little bit bit of normality. Seasonal: <laughs> Seasonal Green,
0: right <laughs> seasonal things. <laughs> I mean, well, even when I was there, like you know, the people that we met, you know, at our at our table, (laughs) they weren't even from Como, like like you said, like they were the town over.
1: Yeah, they were from they were from a a town maybe twenty five minutes away. And actually, I'm still in contact with them, and so like I I would like to maybe hang out with them. I'm serious.
0: I know it's great. Nice
1: guys. Nice guys, but I think given. I will just add this as my final point, nightclubs have only just started to reopen here. And I think going to these places does fuel connection. I really do think it does. I still think, I'm not sure you can have a great conversation, but you can work out if there's a connection. So, and I'm not saying it just has to be physical, but getting chatting to somebody in a nightclub great so I know in the summer we were at outdoor nightclubs and I'm just we're just waiting for that moment here for things to reopen and I think when they do I would like to think that people are intent on having those conversations and understanding how people and relating to how people have been affected in the pandemic and understanding one another I think if anything the pandemic. Taught me how to be a little bit more empathetic, and so, and approachable, so that going into a nightclub, yeah, it's great to dance. And actually, I'm going out clubbing tonight. Woohoo! That, <laughs> yeah, dancing with friends is great. But if you catch my eye and you want to chat, yeah, let's go for it.
0: Like, why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, even Como in itself, it's it's not really a nightclub city, right? Like, there was like you know that one. I don't know if there's others that maybe were close to your point, but it was a lot more like bars, like sitting. And so I feel like it lends itself to that as a city in general also.
1: I agree with you. It lends itself to the calmer approach to socializing. So more wine bars, cocktail bars, slower pace. I wouldn't say it's an older demographic, but I definitely think it does lend itself to having conversations. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's that one trashy nightclub where you stick to the floor, and that's <laughs> cool. But on the whole, yeah, it's it's a civilized, open aperitivo culture, and I'm down for that. That's uh that's definitely something that has ticked my box living here.
0: It's it's very you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Come back soon. Come back and visit soon. Just tell me when. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much, Rhiannon, for sharing all of your knowledge as a transplant into Como, talking about... Age in dating, how um how there's a bit of a bucket there, but when you're not dating, there's a bit more of a wide range. So you can be friends with an 18-year-old, maybe not date the 18-year-old, but you can be friends with the 18-year-old, you know, the differences in dates in the UK and Como, um, as well as just those general cultural differences living at home and, and everything else. So thanks for chatting with me and your early Saturday.
1: I've loved speaking to you, Ash. So let's do this again sometime.
0: For sure. Have an amazing day.
1: Thank you. You too. Ciao. 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 Ciao.
0: Like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Fraser Goza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBarredine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at SwipeySwipe West. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.